Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk MedTech, the premier podcast for the medical device and diagnostic industry. My name is Omar Ford, and I'm editor-in-chief of MDDI, an online publication owned by Informa that serves the MedTech professional. On this episode of Let's Talk MedTech, we're going to be speaking with Jan McKella. He is the president and CEO of Imaging for GE Healthcare, and we're going to be talking all about how GE Healthcare's imaging modalities have been boosted because of the recent drug approvals uh, for Alzheimer's. So it's going to be an incredible conversation. And, you know, we're even going to talk about GE Healthcare's first year as a standalone company and kind of what Jan has seen and, and what he's experienced. So uh, without further ado, let's just jump right into the conversation. Let's talk MedTech with GE Healthcare's Jan McKella. Well, Jan, hello and welcome to Let's Talk MedTech. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, well, great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. You know, I want to take a minute to talk about all the latest news with GE Healthcare. Uh, let's talk a bit about how there's a lot of attention being brought to GE's imaging modalities in relation to Alzheimer's. That's in the news right now. That's a hot topic. And I just want to I just want to dive into that from the get go. Yeah, look, I mean, Alzheimer's, there's, um, you know, there's various numbers and figures, but directionally, there's more than six and a half million Americans over 65 living with Alzheimer's today already. And there's probably close to a million, 900,000 new cases diagnosed with mild cognitive impairment uh, each year in the US. And that's obviously an early stage that can lead towards Alzheimer's. Worldwide, numbers even bigger, 55 million people. You know, every three seconds, someone in the world develops dementia. Huge cost in the world, probably more than a trillion dollars of cost to the world economy. Uh, in addition to obviously the, the personal um, angst, difficulty, uh, which the sufferers and their families go through with this horrible disease. Yeah. Now, you know, there's been a couple of therapeutics a long time ago, but 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 there's a lot more recently. So the FDA have approved or have, um, you know, uh, approved the PI for lecanemab recently. There's donanemab, which is looking promising. Um, and as these become more available and as more, I'm sure, more therapies come through the, uh, the clinical trials and the approval process, great hope for patients. Now, of course, you know, these are advanced drugs they have they have effects they need to be used with the right patients at the right time and imaging really is is central to how these drugs can be deployed how, how, how can you find the patients who need these drugs how can you be sure that they are able to take these drugs how can you be sure that the side effects are in control how do you do all of that non-invasively all of this comes back to imaging so for us it's really about mr scanners and it's about the pet ct scanners so with the, the PET CTs, you know, probably there's going to be, you know, half a million more scans a year going forward in the in the Western world mm. to image where the amyloid plaque is. Um, once you've started the treatment, you need MR scans, the baseline of how your brain is. And with these products, the question about microbleeds and swellings in your brain, tracking that with the MR, uh, this could be, you know, 400,000, a million extra scans per year. So to your point, you know, Omar, the great news is finally there's some drugs coming. These drugs offer great hope. We need to use them with the right patients and make sure that they continue to get the benefits that they expect from those. It's a huge, huge topic for us and, of course, for our healthcare partners across the world. And it doesn't 
just stop there, right? I mean, there are all these catalysts going on. And I was reading something about the U.S. Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services proposing a broader coverage for brain scans used in identifying the key Alzheimer's disease protein to determine patients' eligibility for the new treatment. Could you talk a little bit about that? I mean, that's, you know, reimbursement and anything from CMS is is golden, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's... uh... It's a rapidly developing area, and you know, probably in a four weeks from now, the story will have changed. So yeah, uh, yeah. I'll tell you where we are. But there's uh, there's a couple of therapies, there's a couple of different traces, there's a couple of different procedures. So it's a little bit of a sort of a 3D cube here, right? But mm-hmm. um, at the moment, you know, we need to improve access to the PET scans for the amyloid, as you say, on PET CT machines, on, on PET ML machines. And at the moment, the coverage policy since about a month ago is that uh, CMS proposed to broaden the existing amyloid PET coverage by lifting the once-in-a-lifetime PET scan rule. This is progress, but obviously we still need to work more on that. There's a 30-day common period, which began about a month ago, yeah. for input to that. And obviously, you know, we with our industry partners, healthcare partners, are advocating for more access to cover those those amyloid scans. But I mean, the, the fact the importance is recognized and talked about and is being debated, I think, is, is the great move forward, Omar. Definitely, definitely. I want to switch gears a bit and I want to talk about GE Healthcare and how it's had a phenomenal year so far. And I remember at the beginning of the year, the company wasted little time after becoming independent to get on the M&A trail. I, I think the company made some acquisitions, what, in January? And was it Imactus? I might be pronouncing it That's wrong. Right. I have to Imactus. forgive my Southern yeah. drawl. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, talk a little bit about that momentum during the deal, because, I mean, that was really early on, and GE Healthcare was kind of just uh, establishing itself as as kind of the new kid on the block, so to speak. Yeah, no, I mean, of course, we're a 125-year-old uh, healthcare care company, so, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, you know. The new old kid on the block, right? The new right? old, <laughs> we're, the, we're, the, we're the oldest baby, that's right. So, that's right, yeah. So, um. No, look, I mean, we have a huge, a huge business with CT scanners. Um, and there's always sort of procedures sort of moving between, you know, CTs and MRs and CTs and cath labs and ultrasound. There's always sort of things moving around um, with the developments, uh, changes in procedures, changes in outcomes, changes in guidelines, changes in reimbursement. And, and something that we see is, you know, more sort of uh, interventional volume sort of coming onto the CT. It could be giving more patients access. It could be moving procedures from somewhere else. So specifically, to get to your point, what Amacus is about is about guiding the biopsy process after a CT. So I've had a CT. They've imaged sort of especially under my rib cage. They want to deliver uh, either a therapeutic drug or they want to take a biopsy. And how can we do that in a very accurate guided way? So we're going to stick a long needle in through your ribs. We need to miss organs at risk and make sure we get to the target position to then take the biopsy or, or send the drugs. So what, what Imactus does is it does that in a very effective way, very quick procedure. This These types of procedures are going at a huge volume, and uh, it means that the technologist or the radiologist uh, isn't exposed to x-rays either, because now obviously the image is taken, the CT goes off, the patient comes down the table, I take the biopsy, I get it right first time, save lots of time, lower cost, more access. So it's something we feel excited about. Uh, the deal closed in April. 
I think in our CT business, you know, we we made an acquisition again a a couple of years ago. We bought a Swedish company, um, which was to work with us on on the photon counting space. So I think for us as a company, there's a lot we can do internally with our own R&D teams. Um, But equally, where we see external people who've done some of the early lifting and have proven it works, it's great for us to be able to acquire those companies. And I would say that's getting you know, probably more easy as, as time goes by here, actually. You bought up, uh, you brought up an interesting point about the company being the the oldest baby right now on the market uh, or, or in the space. And I remember having a conversation uh, with Bafa Jamali, Zen VCO for the 13th episode, season two of, of Let's Talk MedTech. And I remember having the conversation with him about really establishing Zimby as a brand uh, separate from or independent company separate from Zimmer Biomed, where it was spun out from. I'm wondering, how do you establish the GE Healthcare brand? How do you kind of internally become that independent company? Because there's such a strong connection to GE and there's so much history there. Um, how do you kind of uh, how do you kind of branch out and become uh, become that new company? Yeah, it's, it's a it's a big topic. So I'll yes. sort of try and keep it short. But no, look, I mean, you know, we were integrally part of GE for more than a century. And during those years, you know, great industry firsts, you know, first full body CT, mm-hmm. handheld ultrasound, a whole range of firsts. And so we're all hugely proud of the fact that, you know, we were part of GE and had a long heritage. Uh, but when we when we left, I mean, we spent a lot of time here with uh, Pete's leadership and the board, mm-hmm. um, really uh, saying to our people, we are now independent, right? We, we have, we have a board, of people with healthcare backgrounds, you know, healthcare IT backgrounds, finance backgrounds, who are dedicated to GE Healthcare. We have analysts and investors uh, who are looking at us as a medtech company with a medtech focus and investments and growth, as opposed to an industrial set of investors and, and analysts. And so for all of us, the leadership team, uh, all of the uh, the colleagues around the world, you know, we're all part of this together. We are part of the, 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 the newest uh the newest big startup, a dedicated team, and it's it's ours. It's it, it, it's in our hands, right? It's up to us how we drive yep. to go forward. And we start to hear our customers saying they can see it from us. So it boils down, of course, to things like the decisions we make and the way we execute them. So it boils down to how we think about you know investments, both you know from the board, uh, the, the analysts are excited in that our customers you know see excitement about. Um, how we execute to that, you know, in the in the high value areas, uh, across the hospital networks, in the alternate care settings, across the world, um, and how we really invest well, get the returns we expect, and really move faster. I think the last thing I would say is all of us think and hope we can move much faster. So I talked before about the Imactis acquisition. Mm-hmm. Those sorts of things now are going to be much, you know, much closer to the, the wheelhouse and faster to get through than before. So that's, we all feel very excited about it, as I'm sure you can tell, Omar. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. You know, I look at GE Healthcare, and I remember uh, looking at the the first earnings report when you were, when when the company uh, was spun off, and it was amazing. 
And to to quote my colleague Amanda Peterson and frequent host of Let's Talk MedTech, GE Healthcare was killing it. Uh, I saw all the 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 analyst reports too. Um, everyone was touting just how quickly you were moving, how how well the company was performing, and it it just seems like there is such a, a, an excitement surrounding GE Healthcare, and there's so much energy right now. Uh, I, that being said. Can you talk about some of the innovation that's occurring right now? I mean, we, we've talked obviously about the imaging modalities, but can you talk a little bit more about some other things that are going on in the company? Yeah, so, I mean, our heritage is is hardware and always yeah. in this industry, hardware breakthroughs will be important. Always there'll be um, imaging breakthroughs to be had, but but kind of to your point, uh, it's more than that. and. The, the language we use internally and we use externally as well, we talk about D3, just to make it uh, easy and snappy. So okay. when we say D3, what do we mean? Yeah, the what is D3? D, yeah. The first D is for devices, as I said. So letting breakthrough devices, investing in you know, things like much lower X-ray dose uh, and so on, better image quality. The next D is really about um, digital and data. So there's a massive amount of, of data generated uh, in, you know, in hospitals and imaging devices in all the care pathways. How do we get all the data and maximize the use? How do we get the right data at the right place at the right time uh, in the workflow for AI, which I'll talk about some more? How do, we, how do we help the customers use all this data from these great devices? And then the third one is disease pathways or care pathways. So if you or I, you know, need to go into the CR primary care physician to get a checkup for some pain we have or some ailment. And then we go for some imaging and maybe a stress test. And then we go maybe to a hospital and they take a CT and they do some lab tests. For us as patients, it's a journey. I've got, I've got a journey that ends up in me having uh, a stent, right? Or I have a journey that ends up in me um, having a suspicious mass uh investigated. And I go through many different stages to get there, imaging stages, diagnosis stages. Let's design our products thinking about that disease pathway. Let's think about the chest pain pathway. Let's think about the prostate cancer pathway. So let's get great devices that give breakthroughs and really see things which are relevant in that pathway. Let's make sure we get all the data joined up across the network and the different sites. And let's design it to give better outcomes for people and patients who, at the end of the day, have a specific problem, which takes multiple stages to fix. So that's the mantra we have. It resonates fantastically with customers. It drives our investment decisions. Our sales teams talk about it. Um, and it's something that I think, you know, um, is a good growth driver for us here, Omar, as we go forward. I want to jump into this topic now, and it's one of the hottest topics not only in med tech, not only in healthcare, but just in general, and that's AI. And I want to talk a little bit about uh, GE's AI strategy, artificial intelligence, um, and some of the company's artificial intelligence offerings. Can you discuss that a bit? So this is a huge topic for us and our customers. It's something that really always comes up. First, I'll give you sort of uh, an, an, an imaging guy's answer here, which is we sort of think about uh, AI, you're going to come in for your scan, you're going to come in for your CT scan or your MR scan. So there's like pre-scan, like which which CT you're going to go to, you know, when should you be scheduled? What if you don't show up? How do we set the protocol up? How do we know the right settings on the machine? 
a lot of sort of scheduling work there, which you can do, lots of AI application there to take the data from all the different systems, especially like between maybe the emergency department and the ambulance coming in and the ward for you, your patient, your inpatient, your outpatient to, to schedule you effectively, uh, especially for large healthcare networks with like, you know, dozens of sites, you know, dozens of MR scanners, lots of complexity there. So pre-scan is a big one. Um, the other one is, of course, post-scan. So after I've taken the scan, I've got the image, I've got Jan's medical history, I've got his lab tests, I've got his image. How do I bring all that together, as I said before, on the disease pathway? How do I do sort of clinical insights and support the clinicians in their decision-making with the data from that great scan? And the middle one is the scan itself. And this really is something I think that uh, G Healthcare, we've we've really you know focused on hard for the last few years. Which is, if you think about it, all of our machines are taking a picture of your insides from the outside and trying to get the data to make the signal and trying to make the machine as low cost as possible, you know, the side effects as small as possible, the image as quickly as possible, um, and the patient experience as easy as possible is the trade-off between having a great image and having a, you know, a, a, a sustainable, growable thing that customers and patients enjoy will, will come back for. And AI helps there a lot. So just to give you a specific example, we've worked a lot in the MR space. Now, MR mm -hmm. scans typically take 30, 40 minutes. We've really worked a lot on the AI so the MR machine can basically collect less data, taking less time, but give a better image. So the machine, you know, maybe doesn't need to be quite so high spec. The patient doesn't need to stay quite so long but the image you get is better at the end. And this is a great application of AI. And we've used that same application across our x-ray business, our mama business, our pet business. And of course, in the ionizing and the radiation-based systems, you know, having less dose and less time is a great benefit for patients as well. So we have a, we have a big focus around this sort of pre-scan, scan, post-scan. This is something, obviously, the FDA regulate. These, these products often are medical devices. And we're kind of proud to say in G-Healthcare that we have, in at least a few months ago, 42 uh, enabled medical devices uh, on the FDA's list, which is really the most of any, uh, any supplier right now. So, so that, that's how we do it. I think with AI, um, if you can embed it into the existing system, like you embed it in the MR, Mm -hmm. It's easy to learn, easy to use. If you start changing the patient journey, the workflow, obviously then the question is how it works with the physicians, you know, how it works with them in their daily process, how we build proof of success. And all of that's a very important thing as we think about the broader AI stories, Omar. Yeah, I, I think that you bring up an excellent point. And, you know, there's always this concern and, and this fear when it comes to AI, just broadly speaking about it, is that it will replace or it will displace uh, a, a system that's already uh, been established. And we're not finding that in medical devices or no, in, in medtech. No, it's, it's more of an enhancement, you know, it's yeah. adding on, it's adding value. And if it's doing anything, if it's taking away anything, it's taking away time. It's, it's lessening the amount of time to sort through all the data or to go through all of these images and, and making the process much faster. That's right. The, 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 the AI can't work without the radiologist, but the radiologist can work with the AI. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Exactly, exactly. Well, GE Healthcare has been moving at a rapid pace. And I've got to tell you, we've been watching here at Let's Talk MedTech. We've been watching the company's success. And I can't wait to see where you are, where you finish at the end of the year and, you know, going into 2024 as well. Thank you for your support and trust. It means a lot to us to know that you're out there rooting for our success. Absolutely. Thank you for that. That's it for this episode of Let's Talk MedTech. Thanks once again to our guest, Jan McKella, President and CEO of Imaging for GE Healthcare. If you love the Let's Talk MedTech podcast and you want more, just more content surrounding the MedTech industry, please make sure to visit us at mddionline.com. That's mddionline.com. You can find the Let's Talk MedTech podcast. You can find uh, an analysis of the industry. You can find all kinds of news uh, at the site. So please check us out. And also make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the Let's Talk MedTech podcast on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.